Ladies and gentlemen, you have tuned into the right channel. Your host, Mr. Jason B. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Good Vibes at Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. I'm your host, Jason B, and let's get today started out with. So I have been abstaining from almost all social medias in some shape or form, and I wanted to get on to record this morning, specifically this morning, to address a certain few few things. But before I do, I want to start my morning off with some morning breathing. So if you all could take a moment just before we get started on the subject matters that we're going to talk about, or I'm going to talk about today, and let's take a brief moment to appreciate everything. So if it's your morning, if you're in your office, uh, your garden, wherever you may be, let's start out with just a few breathing techniques. So I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to relax. I want you to let your hands rest on your chair, on your lap, wherever it may be. But come to a calm and try to sit as comfortable but as upright as possible. So it's very important that you have good posture as you're resting and you're sitting so that we can increase not only the blood flow but increase the brain flow. So let's begin. Take a deep breath in. And hold and out and another deep breath in and hold and a deep breath out. And we're going to do this two more times and deep breath in and deeper as you possibly can go. Suck all the air you possibly can. And one more time. Okay, now we're clear. And that is a brief meditation practice. This is a brief just opening your mind. It is a brief moment to just put yourself in present tense. So I made a long episode this last week and it was it took a lot out of me and it took so much knowledge but at the same time as I was making it was a big release for me and also a lesson so I went back and listened to my episode thought about the things that maybe or maybe not be impactful and I really started thinking about where I point my voice where I point my attention and everything. So I think that's a very, very important thing. And we're going to discuss that in just a really a, a brief moment here. But first, we're going to hear, um, we're going to hear a word from our sponsor, anchor.fm. We're also going to hear from a good friend of mine, Sheena Diane, who offers life coaching through laws of attraction. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Hello, you beautiful souls. My name is Sheena, and I am a life coach specializing in law of attraction. 
I want to thank you guys for having me today. I'm so excited to be here on this show and I want to share with you what it is that I do. As a law of attraction life coach, it's my job to help you on your journey of life. What that means is if you have a goal, I help you reach it. We don't dwell on things that happened in the past. What we do is work on what you want for your future. I have group coaching classes or one-on-one coaching sessions, whichever you prefer. I'm very flexible and I really want to help you get through whatever it is you're going through, whether it's your love life, whether it's you starting a new job or business, or whether you just need to get out of the funk that you're in. I really want to be there for you. So take my hand so I can walk with you on your journey of life. Because as Tony Robbins says, life coaches see things that you don't see. So if you're interested in my services, check me out at divine, D-E-V-I-N-E hyphen L-O-V-E dot com. That's divine hyphen love dot com. And if you'd like to follow me on my podcast, it's called Divine Love Ask, Believe and Receive. I would love to have you guys follow me over there as well. I can't wait to hear from you. Okay, we're back and uh, we're going to talk about a few things first, but we're going to do a reading from the Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday and Steve Hanselman and today's wisdom. And I also want to read a little bit about yesterday's because uh, I didn't really make an episode, but these two... These two entries, <coughs> excuse me, um, I feel like are very hand in hand and they're very impactful for what they are. So first I want to read yesterday's June 8th and it says you must build, it's called brick by boring brick. It says you must build up your life action by action and content if each achieves its goal as far as possible and no one can keep you from this. But there will be some external obstacles, perhaps, but no obstacle to acting with justice, self-control, and wisdom. But what if someone, some other area of my action is thwarted? Well, gladly, accept the obstacle of what it is and shift your attention to what is given. And another action will immediately take place, one better than fits the life you are building. Marcus Aurelius, Meditations 8.32. And the the author goes to explain elite athletes, elite athletes in college professional sports increasingly follow a philosophy known as the process. It's a philosophy created by University of Alabama coach Nick Saban, who taught his players to ignore the big picture important games, winning championships, or the opponent's enormous lead, and focus instead on doing absolutely the smallest things well, practicing with full effort, finishing specific plays, converting on a single possession, a season, last month's game, last hours, catching up might be four touchdowns away, but a single play is only a few seconds, and games and seasons are consistent constituted by seconds if teams follow the process they tend to win they overcome obstacles and eventually make their own way to the top without ever having focus on the obstacles directly if you follow the process in your life assembly the right actions in the right order 
one right after the other, you too will do well. Not only that, you'll be better equipped to make quick work of the obstacles along the path. You'll be too busy putting one foot in front of the next to even notice the obstacles were there. So, um, that, that was the reading for yesterday. And I just want to quickly comment that I feel, I know, and I believe this is sound knowledge. And I'll tell you why. I feel that what I've observed in the world information of how to do things, you have to be mindful, you have to be strategic. But what's being preached now is something that's always innate to us. And that's being present in aware in the present moment and what we're doing. So there's a lot of things that we want to achieve in essence. And I feel with what we want to achieve, do we have one, a plan to a goal in mind? And what does that goal do to reward us? I feel it's very important to under, to identify those things. And how does it apply your lifestyle? Now I have these four tags on my wall on a a pin board, so to speak. And it says obstacles, goals, rewards, and lifestyle. Now, um, right now, the things are underneath each category are empty because I have been taking time to figure out my strategies, what I really want to be specific, what will it be like, what will it feel like, and how will it add to my lifestyle. And I feel a lot of people are at that point. But where we get so confused at is where to start first. And the biggest problem is, is complacency. We worry about the objection by whatever element or difficulty that is going to be approaching exactly that. And whatever we're trying to do. So what it makes me think of last night, I was watching the movie Brian Banks and Morgan Freeman, a character in the movie drew a circle with two lines in the middle and a dot on top. And he basically explains that the lines in the middle, everything in the middle is distractions inside us. Right. But he talks about the, the point of origin and the top. It's not about the world controlling us. It's controlling how we act in the world, which I feel is very, very important. So how does this apply? You may ask, well, in the land of so many options and opportunities, believe it or not, the first step is, is getting in motion because like Isaac Newton would say, or I'm quoting him, a body in motion stays in motion. A body at rest stays at rest. And how that applies is, is if you're just constantly just thinking, it's not enough motion. It's when the actual body gets an action and the body takes steps and the mind directs those steps. And the problem, the obstacle for most people is choosing which option is best suited right now. And if you are having that kind of difficulty, I feel that it's very important to impress upon you to simplify your choices. So let's say you suffer from bad health, 
you ache, you have pains, you have diabetes, you don't eat well, what would be the first step? The first step of the day, I would suggest, is get up, first of all. I want you to put your feet on the ground, reach as high as you possibly can, and from that point, reach as far to the sky as you possibly can to stretch that body. You've now activated the body. You've also initiated the mind. The mind needs to stretch as well. They're all interconnected. From that point on, make your bed. That would probably be if you can, unless you have a spouse who's sleeping and the kids are sleeping. And if that's in, that's the case, apply yourself to go out, drink a glass of water, squeeze some lemon in and in one turn of some sea salt, stir it up, drink it down, hydrate yourself before you grab a cup of coffee. And if you're able to go out into the sun, let the sun rays hit you because this is an activation. Now, after that, that's going to be completely up to you. But these are steps that I am taking every morning that activate my mind and my body to be in action. As I get ready to do the next following steps, whether it be my daily reading, my journaling, my planning for the day, what objectives I, I hope to achieve, and I list them, you know, I look at my kids if available and I look at, you know, whatever I care about my household because it's very important to remember that you got to be gratuitous. And I think the other thing that's important to me is, is that I thank my home where I live because without your home, you don't have shelter and stability, right? And many people face that problem. So these steps basically will sort out a lot of garbage because if the first thing that you do is you wake up go grab your cup of coffee and then you go turn on the news you've already interrupted the activation of a healthy mind and being present the point is is like if you're going to allow some kind of influence from an exterior source you're interrupting the flow so it's it it really depends on you know but like nick sabian says you know you've got to focus on the play of now and what is it Eckhart toilet he talks about it in the power of now you know and he also says the same thing activation of the consciousness in connection with the body so how you start your day is really going to determine the next few steps and if you don't understand that you know feel free to reach out to me and we can talk about it. And I'll leave the information following. Anyhow, so after that, once you make one step after the other, you're accomplishing things. And if it takes you a notepad, um, a to-do list, or even a journal to list all the things that you primarily want to accomplish and everything you just check off as you do, so you're making steps. So that's the, the first real initiative thing that you, you've got to do, you know, in strategy. Because then once you're in motion, then you can actually derive what exactly you're going to get. You know what I mean? What you're going to, you're going to project something. You're going to be present in every place you go. You're going to be attentive. And that's where you start 
developing a strategy. So after you get those steps going, then you're going to put like some kind of framework to that. And then you, you just basically giving yourself a break from your problems and which is going to lead into the next, the next reading, which I'll, I'll lead into, but focus on the moment and every step. So if you're in the middle of making breakfast, make sure that that breakfast, whatever, however it may be boiling eggs, frying an egg or eating something non, you know, non dairy or even vegetarian, whatever it may be, make it the best way and appreciate and thank it for everything that it's going to do for you today. Then after that, then you go on to the next. So you're building a momentum. Like I said, a body in motion stays in motion. A body at rest stays at rest. So we have to realize that if we get distracted and if I turn on the news the first thing in the morning, I am going to hear breaking news. I'm going to hear some travesty in the morning. I'm going to hear about traffic and I'm going to hear about weather. I'm going to hear a predicting moments of what the day is going to be like from the tone of the influencer. And even on your internet, I mean, if you're, if the first thing that you do is you look at your phone and you're looking at Instagram or Facebook or whatever media you have, remember that is, that is an interference from your progression. Now, I'm not saying don't look at it. I'm saying if anything in the beginning of your day, build the momentum so that you're strong against the outside forces that you may not understand will influence you to do the wrong thing or being complacent. So like Nick DeSabian says, hey, we don't care about the championship. I don't care about the, you maybe want to be wealthy, but if you can't perform daily and practice it daily to be specific of the person you're going to be and the lifestyle that, that comes with that, then you have to think about why are you doing it to begin with? And that's why I feel it's so important when I look at these things, obstacles, goals, rewards, and lifestyle, all the first three things before lifestyle are the things to accomplish. So the goal is telling me my, my destination. Um, the obstacle is, yes, I'm going to face something difficult, but it's not going to stop me. It's just something for me to achieve, to go through, go past, or learn from. And then the rewards. Okay, I get through those things. And it's less stress and it's going to lead into the next reading and then the lifestyle that comes with it. So if you say like you exercise in the morning, you're eating healthy, you're feeling better, you have eliminated a problem that you had had before, but it's going to take re repetition. It's going to take ritual practice repetition, you know, and sometimes you do need to change up your routine. Just remember that to keep fresh. So now we're going to go on to the next day, which is today's reading, and it's called Solve Problems Early. There is no vice which lacks defense, none that of the outset isn't modest and easily intervened. But after this trouble spreads widely, if you allow it to get started, you won't be able to control it when it stops. Every motion is at first weak. Later, it rouses itself and gathers strength as it moves along. It's easier to slow it down than to supplant it. Seneca, Moral Letters, 106.2b through 3a. And what the writer says, Rivers, Publius, no, Publius Cirrus, reminds us that the epigram, 
are easiest to cross at their source. That's what Seneca means to the raging waters, deadly currents of bad habits, ill-discipline, chaos, and dysfunction somewhere, they began no more than just a slick trickle. Somewhere there placid lake or pond or bubbling underground spring. Which would you rather do? Nearly drown in a dangerous crossing in a few weeks or cross now while it's still easy? It's up to you. So what that, it took me a a few moments to kind of understand what he was going with that. So like I was telling you, how you put your body in motion and your mind in motion to benefit you is going to address a lot of problems that you've already been suffering for. So the aches and pains, the headaches, I don't want to get up. I'm too tired. I'm sleepy. I don't have the proper rest. I don't have the proper diet. It all is dependent on your performance. Your performance equates to the practices that you put forth. So if you're going to put your mind in a bad place, say like, I don't want... I'm now switching to, uh, I, I believe, reading the newspaper. I'm going back to low tech. If I need to find out any news, I'm going to order my local newspaper and I'm going to read the headlines accordingly. And I'm going to read even the community lines as well. So that gives me time when I choose what I allow in my attention. Now, I'm not saying ignoring everything in the news. Because some things are important. Like the latest thing today in my community in Stockton, Michael Tubbs has decided that he wants everyone to wear a mask outside. My problem with that is, it's like, if you can't do it yourself at all times, then why preach to us? I know they're addressing some health needs, but at the same time, being proactive about your health and understanding when a mask is appropriate and when it's not. So that's just my brief example. Do I need to wear a mask when I need to go jogging? Not necessarily. I don't want to constrict my airways. I don't want to breathe in bad, you know, carbon monoxide that I breathe out all the time. Excuse me. So where I've gotten with this is understanding where I apply myself. And so would a mask be reasonable to wear inside the store? Yeah, it would be reasonable. If I go into a public building, it would be reasonable, you know, but for how long? Because it leads to other problems, but we're not going to go totally into that. So in the daily wisdom today, I would suggest you be mindful and program your mindfulness. Even if you're in the middle of the day, listening to this, or even the evening set up for tomorrow, even just taking five minutes to write out your agenda for the next day. And if you say that you're going to get up early and you're going to exercise, then set it up exactly the way that it needs to be. That means if you need to put an alarm, put an alarm. If you need to have your clothes preset out so that you can put out your workout clothes, do so. If you need to have your water preset out, do so. These minor things lead up to bigger things. So it's kind of like what he said in the last sentence. Which would you rather do? Nearly drown in dangerous crossings in a few weeks or cross now while it's still easy? It's up to you. And I find so much reward in knowing that. So for my speaking for myself, I have issues with my family. My best 
action play is first be kind to myself, be loving to myself, look myself in the mirror, take care of myself, take care of my home, take care of my surroundings, thank my home. These are all things that are treating the environment to love me back. So when I come across another person, no matter what they do or say, I'm going to be caring, empathetic, and loving, and I'm going to be upright with a good character. I've taken the time to do so. Now, some people may argue, it's like, okay, Jason, whatever, you're just, you're speaking a whole bunch of shit, but prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Because if you do those things, compare it to what, if you're doing the opposite. So think about that. So that's the, the, I know this is 20 minutes, but I feel like this daily wisdom is really going to add and help out the next segment and, and go forward. So we're going to take a brief little break and we'll be right back in just a moment. Okay, so we're back again, and we're going to make this this segment a little shorter, and I've got to wrap it up because I do have to get to work at some point, but I do take possession. Here's my ne- next really healthy tip. Take possession of your morning, however you want to serve it, have it serve you or you serve it. Make sure that you take possession of your morning. We all have deadlines and pl- times that we have to be at work, but make sure that you get up early enough to enjoy and to appreciate your morning. So that's really the next healthy thing that I want to impress upon. So we have things that I'm I'm kind of a little disturbed about. And they, they are things within society. So I want to address a few of those things right now. So first, number one, I've heard... I didn't understand what the people were talking about when it came to Karen. Maybe I'm a little late to the show, but I have not been pay- paying attention to most social medias and definitions. And I have, you know, adamantly abstained from following anything, any videos that are negative. Um, and it's not that I'm trying to ignore the bad things that have happened, but I feel when we do abuse our social medias, whether it be Instagram or Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook, I mean, so on and so forth, If you're abusing it, and this is what I mean by abuse, you're constantly spreading the bad news, then what's that say about you? It's not saying that we shouldn't have community awareness and things that, you know, should be important. But what we allow in our attention is very important through your daily walk. I watch people protest. And it may be in my opinion i felt like you're protesting and people are honking and people are aware but is your protest pointing in the right direction you know and and there's been a few podcasting public figures who've kind of pointed that out like when i overheard on the news radio and i didn't watch it and they were talking about how you know donald trump wants to start his rallies again You know, how can we have protests without have, you know, him not allowed to have his rallies? And I think that's the blessing of COVID-19 because it's given 
everyone a, a just a breather to not having to hear the typical status quo. Now, I'm not saying that it's not going to happen, but the political ads and the impressions, the false leading or propagandas that we we face in our daily lives are not as impressionable as they normally are. Now, I've barely seen political ads, but I'm starting to see them more and more. And, and you know, Donald Trump was saying on the radio that basically he want, he should be able to have his rallies because without his rallies, he doesn't stay relevant. So that was something of awareness that I felt like was important to, for me to know. But what is going on with exact protests? I'm like hearing some misleading information from different cities saying they wanted to fund police departments. And it's just like, well, there maybe there needs to be an oversight of not so much. Don't make people react and saying you need to defend a police department to change their, their practices. You need to, as a voter, as someone, you know, look at their protocols. They're all published online. You take the, you take possession and see what a police officer must go to and operate by his operational procedures, how he handles each situation so that, you know, events like George Floyd's death will not happen as often or at all. So taking possession of that, I feel is like really, really important. Right. And with all that being said, you know, then, then I'm pointing out what am I doing now? A lot of people are unemployed at the moment. A lot of people don't know where the next service point and they are confused and they are scared, but I feel like their focus of their fear is directed towards somewhere else to rage on someone else to point out. And this is giving times to the powers that be or the puppet masters, the ones pulling the strings of taking you out of your present element, you know, sense. So I feel if you can take back your power, that's the first heavy blow to them. Because if they're, they can't sell it to you, they can't make you react out of fear. You have an enormous amount of power and they're going to do anything they can to influence that power to serve their purposes. You know, so leech, which leads on to the next, you know, I feel very valuable thing, you know, uh, that I need to address. So with so many people protesting, there's also so many people rioting still to this day. They're still rioting. They're still destroying shit. So if you're destroying institutions like businesses, and I'm not even talking about corporate businesses, I'm talking about the average Joe, you know, guy only has one restaurant or one, one shoe place burning his shit down is not doing anything. Now there's a lots of controversy in which riots can serve a purpose in which they don't. But when you're burning things down in your own community, you're off, you're offering opportunity, opportunity for others to not only take possession of your property, but take your livelihood. And then who are you under? So the average business person really does suffer. So if you're going to point your anger, do it effectively. Being present. Don't just react to anyone sending you little clips and videos. You know, I the one I, I probably was most upset with um, emotionally, and I didn't really express it too much, was a friend of mine sent me a, a picture of an Asian woman putting up a billboard. If it only takes a police officer to serve 840 hours to become a police officer, but it takes a barber to, to 1800 hours. You know, what's that narrative saying? 
And it really kind of upset me because that's not necessarily true. That's very subjective. And according to each region, the qualifications of what becomes a police officer is come is different, which I will go into in another episode where I plan on interviewing some police officers and I do plan on interviewing their families. So what they feel, what they go through, what is the unseen, as well as those who are being deeply affected by uh, abuse of power. And Plato really talks about this in The Republic. He 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 talks about it and in, in when he describes the guardians. Not everyone needs to be a generational cop. You know, we, I feel the changes with police officers, a different standard for dip, different application. Because let's face it, we call them when we're in trouble or we can't handle something. Anywhere from a traffic violation to stopping some crazy guy going 100 miles an hour on the freeway to, let's just say, a neighbor blaring their music till 1130 at night. We have ordinances and some rules that are meant to serve our community, and it's not always fair. And that's why I've also told people, and I've said it on my other podcast on Spoon, like fair, fair is not something that is tangible because fair is subjective that means it can be what may be fair to you could be different for somebody else but where do we meet in the middle and then we go on to the level of what is justice you know justice is the parameters in which we operate by you know and many times believe it or not justice is being violated so where do, and and that's on both sides of the coin justice for cops and justice for the average citizen so who how do we meet in the middle and that's where we're at a lot of people do not want to go back into quarantine a lot of people do not want to go back to staying in their homes and having no power of what they can do so the problems i see in currently in our conditions is they keep talking about social distancing but they don't emphasize let's put public testing out there if you really want to get a range of who's infected and who's not Then start testing. The government stated, yes, we will test. We will give you a test for free. No company should benefit from testing. Not one. That is a duty of the United States government to issue out. Now, there's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of problems with testing. But if they are not truly caring for their citizens to put testing out, then they are doing a disservice, which leads to my next thought of, are they really serving us in the capacity in which they they need to? So the same people, the same institutions get elected, the same style and the same compromises keep going for a certain reason and a certain pathway. And it's not really of the people, by the people and for the people. As we we state in the Declaration of Independence, as well as the Constitution of the United States. So it's very important that we understand who we vote for and why. Now, right now, it's a little late to change some things in the election process. In my opinion, I would get rid of the Electoral College. If it's going to be a true democracy, it's going to be decided by if it's one vote, then it's one vote. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of people arguing like mail-in ballots which is another discussion for another topic. But the thing is, is that's allowing people to be just 
voter suppression is not presented. It's not, it's kind of not going to be living, which leads to other problems. So if we're going to take control of our lives, taking control means eliminating the puppet master's strings. If he pulls this string, I kick. If he pulls that string, I slap, you know, or move my head. And people feel powerless. But the thing is, is where you have your intention and your attention to is power. Because a lot of people say, well, we need to stop buying from Amazon. We need to stop buying from Walmart. Well, then do so. Do so. There are consequences because a lot of people work for Amazon and Walmart and a lot of people rely on those things. But the reality is, is if you take your time to point your sale, point of sale where you issue your dollar, that's going to determine a lot of times your workability, your profession. So that is where I feel corporations have way too much power because if they eliminate them, then what do we have? Where's our supply come from? Now, I don't hate Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, or any of those people. I really don't hate them, you know, but they have used the system to their benefit. And at what cost? You know, let's face it, for the last 35 years, Amer the American economy has been affected by imports. We don't produce, we don't produce more than we input or import, I should say. And that's true. So we want American quality goods. That's what we've always talked about. But we end up buying the cheap Chinese good or the Indonesian good or clothes or sh sh shorts, shirt, whatever you may have. We, we buy that because we are living in a pre-programmed system. And if you want to change that program system, you're really going to have to attack it through networking, careful choicing, monitoring and saving more than you actually spend. And for some people, that's almost impossible because they live paycheck to paycheck. I was one of those who was taking cash advances every every two weeks. And it was until COVID-19 came up and I said, I'm going to stop this because what if there's a point I can't pay? And I had to sacrifice. That $300 really hurt for a little while. But I understood that the goal in mind, the reward and the lifestyle of paying off that cash advance is that I'm not paying a high interest you know, I'm not, I'm not serving somebody else and I'm not stressed about having to make it on time every time to a cash advance place. So the reward is, is I have free conscious and clear clarity of that bill not being over my head. Now, one of the people I've noticed, this is my next topic within the subject matter, as I was reading, you know, Dave Ramsey's book, Money Makeover, and I've been, I've noticed his Instagram and there are people, couples saying, hey, 68,000 debt free. That is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard because they took their consciousness and they, and like me, they, they sacrificed and paid off that cash advance. You know, they paid off that bill, they, the, the lien on their house or, or even those little bills, the credit cards, they stopped borrowing. Essentially, they only spend with what they have and they strategized about how they would save money in the long term. Atomic Habits uh, book talks about if you make gradually 1% differences and changes in your behavior, you will make and add significant dividends in your life later. So in one year's time, you could go from being, let's just say 75,000 in debt to 40,000 in debt in one year's time, if you direct your money correctly. 
but a lot of people ask why and where. So when that comes up, that's your own personal journey. That's your own personal obstacle that you must conquer. But just remember, like in my last segment, when Nick Sabian was saying, focus on the moment, the one thing in front of you and achieve that one thing and make it the best that you've ever had. Leave it better than you found it. Treat the person better than you were received. Leave a reputation of being a good human being and not being in debt. Because if you really want to get out of debt, you don't want to live where you're living. You don't want the environment to be so bad. Then do something about it. That do something really about it. And that's accountability um, in the least. So take possession. So I'm going to have to wrap this up because I do need to get to work. But I want to leave with you with an impression that feel out your resources as into the lifestyle that you really wish to live. Because it doesn't matter what guru you're going to follow, what financial influencer, what entrepreneur, whatever someone's done, that's great for them. And then though it may be some kind of model, remember, create your own success in the lifestyle that you wish to live. Well, that's all the time I have for Good Vibes of Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. Thank you for being a part of my show. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at goodvibesjasonb at gmail.com. That's the best way to get a hold of me. If you're following me at good underscore vibes underscore with underscore Jason underscore B, that's my IG handle. Um, that you can find me and you can see my post. Now, this week, I'm not posting anything. It's not important for me to post. Um, I may be spot checking once in a while, but I feel that my attention needs to be sober and clear. And I encourage you all to do the same. We all have a great day and thank you. <laughs>